0: I love this off the top, off the dome. Erica, yeah, who's off yours? The off the dome, who's yours?
1: I can't do it off the dome, but I'll try. You know, and and see, I got babies by some of these people, so I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: it. look wow. in the show. Wow. It's so ah. wow. Cut it out.
0: Welcome to the B side. Scoop Isaac. Shahan Arthur The Music Snobs
2: (laughs) Welcome to The Music Snobs This is episode 14 My name is Arthur and I'm joined with my co-host Scoop Isaac and Jahan, and today is a special day. We have a guest snob today. We would like to warmly, warmly welcome with great appreciation and admiration, Miss Erica Badu. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) How are you?
1: I need someone to clap for me.
3: (laughs) We just did. (laughs) Let's also welcome her birds. Are those birds in the background? We hear. (laughs) Yeah. What's what's going
1: on? I'm in Texas, so those are bluebirds. Okay. All right. Blue jays
2: erica was our primary topic in episode 12 where we asked the question is she the most courageous artist of our time and we had some pretty good healthy debate i believe you found out about the show you heard the show are you going to yell at me that's my real question
1: am i going to yell at you (laughs) you (laughs) going to yell maybe if you need it no no i don't need it (laughs)
3: Eric, I wanted to uh, real quick touch on some of the things that you and I have touched on in a couple other conversations about, you know, what we talked about in episode 12. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to give you the opportunity to respond to the question about your music and your role in your music and the experimentation, the uh, courageousness and blah, blah, blah. I kind of wanted to give you the opportunity to give your perspective on that.
1: Okay. Well, I you know the reason why I'm here is because of that podcast. When I you know I listened to it, I was on my, in my feed on Twitter. I saw you know saw it and you know sometimes I click on stuff and listen to it. It's it's so much traffic all the time, and I and I clicked on it, listened to it, and I said, wow, how peculiarly intelligent and uh, a well balanced uh, critique. You know, music and art and I thought you all were very intelligent and a very good mix you know of minds you know and, and I was impressed and um well you said the only
0: thing missing was you right?
1: I said the only thing missing was me
0: there you go yes
1: <laughs> yes yes it's beautiful so uh, just listening to all this stuff I, I had never heard of, uh, the perspectives that I've heard critiquing <laughs> uh, my music or anyone's music the wealth of history that you guys knew the places that you guys were coming from and the angles you were coming from, for example, the feminine perspective, you know, of, of hip hop and music and genius and artistry and those things that have never been touched on before. And I always want to, you know, say something about that gender line, you know, that mm-hmm. you 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 belong on this side of the board. I belong on this side of the board kind of thing, because it's always been that way since 1997. They don't expect me to do anything but come in and
2: sing. Mm. Well, one good point that I like that uh, I think Jahan had brought up your involvement with producers and musical ideas that are new that the general public, that that, let's just say your audience may not necessarily be familiar with. The last two albums, Mad Lib was involved, Flying Lotus was involved. Was Thundercat involved in any of the tracks?
1: Yeah, the last two, New America Part 1 and Mm 2. He played all the bass on Part a lot of it on part one and part two because he's a part of the collective of producers. Okay. Like he he plays on everything Sarah does.
2: So now are we talking about you know these producers sending you beats and then you just go straight over them? Where is your hand in the process of creating the music?
1: Well, uh, generally, like with Baduism, I uh, handpick producers. Once I pick a producer, either we get together and do a track from scratch. Or they may have something in their catalog that I like already that we kind of buy through eyes, if you will, you know, to give it some elements that I like. My hands are on the MP, my hands are on the on percussion, my hands are on the drums, my hands are on the keys, my hands are on the guitars. Um, uh, if I have to get a string string arrangement, I'll write the lines for that. Horn arrangements, write the lines, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a group effort, you know, there are a lot of really great hands. And, you know, a lot of the tracks that I do Uh, with part one and two of New America, it was a departure from uh, my live instrumentation where I'm in the studio with Questlove Mm -hmm. of The Roots and James Poiser from Philadelphia, who's affiliated with The Roots as well. Pino Palladino, who Mm -hmm. plays bass for The Who Mm -hmm. on bass. um, Besides Pino, we also use Mike Elizondo, Mm -hmm. who did all the bass lines for Dr. Dre's Mm albums. So when we're in the studio together like that, it's a different kind of feel. But when uh, people are sending me tracks via uh, iChat or email, I listen. I put it in GarageBand and I'll add some things or sometimes it don't need nothing. Like Mad Lib tracks, just naked. They're just 30-second loops and I just loop it and loop it and write something to it and may add a couple of things at the end. You know, where, where I produce is in the mix and the sonic sound and the effects and things like that you know those are simple things um so with the last two albums it was a lot more of that than anything i wanted to highlight what these guys did the simplicity of of these scientists and their the way they produced you know either even though each one was different the challenge was getting it to sound like an album a collective okay that 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 happens in the sequencing it happens in the I guess guess the sonic sound I'm looking for, you know. For example, I'll listen to Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd's album, and say, I want my album to have this sonic sound. Whether it's live instrumentation or digital, we try to find those frequencies, you
2: know. Now, I knew that you played guitar because I saw you, I've seen you a few times, but in particular, I saw you supporting Mama's Gun here in Chicago, and you were playing acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you played any instruments. What I'm getting to even more so is Could it be that D'Angelo, for example, has had the Genius label put on him periodically throughout his career? Mm -hmm. And I think that has to do with his guitar playing. In other words, that he plays more than one instrument Mm -hmm. and more than one person actually knows that, or at least more than one person outside of the studio context knows that. Do you think that if you were not necessarily known, but if you were identified more of a multi-instrumentalist and not just a quote unquote singer, somebody who shows, comes up shows up to sing mm-hmm. do you think that you would find the genius label put on you because you don't hear of that many female geniuses period
1: can you name one mm-hmm. one female genius no I really can't okay well, I mean I honestly can't I
2: could argue right. I could argue some female geniuses I could right. argue Fiona Apple as a female genius mm-hmm.
1: I can argue that I can argue Patrice Russian you know, I can, yeah. you know? thank you thank you mm-hmm. exactly I, I yeah. could argue uh, Shaka Khan you know Shaka Khan plays the drums mm-hmm.
4: yes Michelle, Michelle and Echello. Michelle and Echello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Rochelle Farrell. Rochelle Farrell, yeah. I would say Beyonce was,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know. In instrumentation, I, I guess if you're, if you're gonna go by that, you know how many instruments you play to make your genius in there. May not be a lot of female producers who would be labeled as such. The label genius, I don't even know what the definition is, but if we were to really um, define it, it is something or someone who does something amazing mm-hmm. that pretty much no one else can do or everyone else followed. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's that's probably what genius is, you know, being able to multitask and put things together in ways that other people cannot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what genius is.
3: Well, even beyond the, the term genius, you know, when we talked about her, it was like just the just respect do. It's like I don't. I don't think she gets the respect due because she's a female,
0: right? You know, and
3: it's like she don't just show up and sing. I think you know, Erica. You and I talked about that briefly, but you still, even at this stage in your career, when you're showing up at the studio, there's a certain expectation of your role. Do you still have issues trying to show? No, that's not just what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this and this and this over here.
1: No, I have my own studio. Mm -hmm. I'm 16 years deep now, so Mm -hmm. the people that work with me. No, and th- there's no pull or push or fight. You know, it's I come with some ideas and articulate them well, and I give the art to the engineer that I choose to put it in the best frame, and we work together to do that. Uh, the musicians and I already have a. We've had several conversations before we've been in the studio, so I don't really have that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I do have the reputation for knowing um, exactly the sound I'm looking for, you know, and and they expect that. And they expect to sit down and work with me. You know, and we're gonna work together to to create something wonderful. You know, and that's what they expect.
2: Are you gonna finish the trilogy? Is there gonna be a part three of New America?
1: That was never gonna be a part three. I don't even really? know where it came from. <laughs>
2: that was it. <laughs> it might have been my head actually after hearing right. this part two. I've, no, I've, I've heard that
1: I've heard that several places, you know, but that's no. That was never going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Erica. Let me ask you some. Uh, you were talking about the gender spaces that uh, they tend to put artists in, um, mm-hmm. and, and separate them, you know, into these blocks. I want to speak not just from a uh, entertainment standpoint or a singing standpoint. I want to talk about from a producer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Why do you think women in music don't get the same amount of? I'll i I'll, I'll spread them between opportunity and credit for producing.
1: Well, this is a man's world, definitely. And I think when not fashion for the consumption of male entertainment, I think things in art that women do kind of go uh, unnoticed, you know. That's what I see. Yeah,
0: because we could talk about who we feel are the greatest singers, and there's always going to be women involved in that conversation. You know, we can have Marvin Gaye and Aretha Franklin or, like I say, Shaka Khan and whoever on the male side, Smokey Robinson on the male side, you know, but that's all from a singing standpoint. But from a production standpoint, if we're talking about, all right, greatness in production, very rarely do you hear in any genre of music or any area of music, you very rarely hear women's name come up.
1: Producing is a, a very left-brain uh, concept. It's a very structure-oriented mm-hmm concept and men communicate from that side a lot better and a lot more often than women do you know uh statistically we we operate from a right brain emotional creative uh side for the most part that's how we communicate we communicate by the way we feel Uh, men communicate by the way they think and thinking requires some building and some structure some construction and i think that's the way Mm -hmm. we're built the building of something is not an interest as much of as the decorating of it you know the shaping of it
4: okay yeah erica why don't you take the credit (laughs) like if you look at the inlay card for each of your albums it'll say co-produced by or Mm co-written by it might say percussion why don't you take the credit for everything that you do
1: Mm -hmm. uh i do take the credit for writing it i don't always play it you know when it's uh on the album but the writer's credit is there okay definitely
2: yeah. okay well are you ready are you ready to get into it because really i you we weren't gonna let you on here if i didn't already know that you were a snob
1: <laughs> yeah i am definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, wait, before we go erica you said that one of the things that I, well, I heard through the grapevine through isaac that one of the things you said that you enjoyed about this show was that you could only these are conversations that only you could have with like quest is that true
1: yeah it's true okay Absolutely. I mean, it's, of and I have conversations about, you know, you know, I, I won a couple of MTV awards for Best Director mm-hmm. for a couple of my videos, and uh, I was asking, well, why don't they ever air that? Why don't they ever sensationalize that? That's a lot of hard work, too, you know? Right. It's like, it's just a very po- political atmosphere, you know, and mm-hmm. those are things we, we talk about in private, but we don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, nobody ever talks about them.
3: Mm-hmm. So. We're very apolitical ape- yeah. over
2: here. Yeah. yeah we, we, we tend to be.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. First up today. It's 13 years coming up on the release of Supreme Clientele, which was Ooh. Ghostface Killer's second album and the one that he is, is, is most defined for. Um, Get his, On Down has... He's Illmatic. Yeah, he's Illmatic.
0: <laughs> Even though he's had some... Great stuff
2: after that. The spring get on down. A really good restoration and hip hop reissue organization is putting out Iron Man in a wooden box with a 24 karat gold CD and a puzzle. I mean, they're really packaging these up, they are oh, responsible. They're, they're not
0: doing a spring clientele. Well,
2: nah, we they're, don't they're know. We're
0: waiting on the round number. The number has oh, to yeah, okay. be 20 okay, okay. or a 25. That would be mother. Remember that 25 year old package you've been waiting for the hip hop. Like hip hop to really do a reissue at yeah, yeah, like a, like a joint. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They may
2: do that with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we wanted to talk about Ghostface killing. We wanna talk about his place in hip hop, his legacy, his current status, what he's coming up with. Yeah. Wait, I'm waiting for
0: this I'm waiting for Jahan to come in and just basically say, I don't listen to Ghostface.
4: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I mean, we might have touched on this before, but to me, Ghostface, he's not even an MC. He's a soul singer. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I I agree.
4: Both him and Tupac. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree yeah. I, I love the way uh, Ghostface laments And Ghostface doesn't lament Over anything But soul music Exactly like he, That's what he likes He likes that You know Whenever we've worked together He send me multiple tracks And they're always Something I can sing to Like I want this for a mile right. You know, <laughs> right He wants to He wants to definitely Croon to us and he does and
0: he's, he's deeply immersed in soul music you talk about somebody who has a that to me that's always been part of his genius that kind of has been overlooked but i think in the industry people know like erica knows um he has one of the greatest ears for beats and sounds and, and what's going to work not just for him but just period you know if you look right. at the mm-hmm. you look at the diversity in the music he selects to use over the period of what the eight nine albums he's done just on those alone it's it's incredible. It's unbelievable. And and it to me that's a big part of his genius. I hate to use the word, but I think it can apply. No, to him. you can you can use right. it. I with think it used for yeah. him.
1: Part of the magic of what he does is the uniformity. You know, the ability to put different kinds of tracks. It's a lot of different producers, mm-hmm. but they all fit. You know, and and that's impressive to me. That makes me believe the. You know, the, the project, the album,
4: mm-hmm.
1: the, the sequencing. You he know, has that the, cohesion. The interludes in between. He's one of those people that you use interludes, but it ain't no bullshit. You know how some people just put an interlude in. It all fits perfectly together. It's a very well orchestrated thought, this album, whenever he does an album.
2: One thing about his first album, when Iron Man came out in 1996, I believe October of 96, it was like he got RZA to change his beats. I mean mm. he opens the album with a with a uh, with an Al Green sample, yeah. two sixty yeah. another Al Green sample. It's yeah. a whole nother feel yeah. than any to of the, the other Wu sound Yeah, um, and really, you know, the thing is, like him and Ray. Mm. If him and Ray really were a group, and I look at I look at almost they are, basically yeah but I'm saying the if the they were yeah. packaged yeah. like that, because like. Only built for Cuban Links, that's a that's a duo album. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man yeah. is a duo album. It's like yeah. they could have been, they could have taken yeah. EPMD, yeah. Cuban Links too. It's like they could have been the next EPMD that had even a greater reach. Yeah, but Cast didn't know. know wise. You know what I'm saying? Cast didn't know.
0: Like said, oh, yeah. They know that these two, they, they're, they're like, they're like they're no disrespect to EPMD or Outcast or the other duo. Right, right, right. But those two are the, the, the Pippin and Jordan thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what they, when they get together, it's mm-hmm. a wrap. It nobody can mess with these two dudes. And they've had enough work together right to actually be considered a group and they're like you know what y'all know it doesn't need to be it's not about the packaging it's not about you know us telling you you all know you all know what happened we get together on this
2: Yep. because they were doing that with uh ray and ghost did that with Nas on on uh i forget the name of the song but uh verbal intercourse yeah, yeah verbal intercourse they did that on uh mob deep's second album uh hell on earth mm-hmm. Uh where when they just come on they did it most recently on uh on the good album man he blew out Go- ghost
3: ghost single-handedly blew out kanye's whole crew yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was like why you even got me on this track <laughs> like, with these young rookies and i think it was big sean and somebody was like you know we deeper than we it's like dude why would you say it? and then ghost comes like two minutes later and blows out everybody on the on the, on the song it was, it was ridiculous it was just like oh man
0: to me if you look through the history of hip-hop there's always that one dude that nobody ever wanted to go up against him back mm-hmm. there's always a one dude mm-hmm. and I think for years even though without anybody saying it mm-hmm. I think every MC in the world would be scared to go up against him because they don't right. know where his mind his mind right. works so differently right. who gonna say something about Ghost you know what I'm saying true, it's like true, he said it's <laughs> almost like
4: Go ahead like, Jeff One of the reasons I said soul singer in the beginning is because His rhymes have this like naked Even just his voice Even if he's just saying Ba Ba black sheep <laughs> Even just his voice conveys this image of like Raw naked stream of consciousness mm-hmm. And probably my favourite Ghostface track And you all might say this is sacrilege But it's a track that I think it only got released on the album with Trife the God it was called The Sun. It's produced by The RZA yeah. and yeah. it's one whole track yep. where he's just talking about the sun the yep. sun in the sky mm-hmm. outside
2: Look at the sun so pretty today It's so bright and so smashing Lasting helps out the grass and Smiling it's morning time Last night I wrote three rhymes I woke up to see the sun shining God is my witness in scriptures and pictures The sun gets scrumptious son is nutritious, it makes me want to climb Take a bite out of shine This little lot of my mind.
4: It's just so raw, but...
1: He's very gentle. He's a gentle person, you know, and it comes through. He's gentle. Um, He has a lot of uh, matriarchal um, um, intelligence. Uh, He's very, very gentle. And again, for me, it's the believability, Mm -hmm. you know, of Mm -hmm. it. You know, where he was, where he is. You know, I believe it. I see every detail of it. When he's talking about his family, for example, in in many songs... Mm -hmm. Uh, and the st- and the struggles that he's gone through, you you feel it, you you just see it. Yeah, he
3: has he has the ability to say one line as in you know we've been talking Masonically, but just as from the writing standpoint. Yeah. This cat has the ability to paint pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you talk to hip hop heads. I'm not going to say novices, but when you talk to hip hop heads, OK, who's the greatest storyteller? They're going to say Slick Rick Slick or somebody. Rick.
2: Right. I throw Ghost in. in ghost to minute, me ghost. is
3: one of the best, if not the best storyteller, because that stream of conscious narrative style that's like the woo staple. Mm-hmm. He f- he fits that better than anybody. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's like mean. He can take he finds the details and stuff. He's yeah. like a great movie director. He, he like he pans to that one detail in the picture. That makes you connect. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To whatever he's talking to we should post later, we'll post some, you know, some well, of them on I, the
2: I'll website. I'll go on I'll go on record right now and say that, that the closing verse of impossible Mm-hmm. On, uh, on 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 Mutang forever. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got him ghost. Got him rhyme of the year in the source, mm-hmm. where he jumps in no context. He just jumps right in. Hey yo, Jamie's been shot. Jamie's been shot. You don't know <laughs> how. Bam. You don't know how. And right. he goes through this whole verse. He goes through the whole thing about he's right there with his man who's dying mm-hmm. and he backtracks through all of the years that they spent together all of the good times mm-hmm. don't leave me and then he goes right back to reality don't leave me don't start that shit right, right. keep your head up look right. at me right. da 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 mm-hmm. and then we when when you get out of this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna, we gonna do this and it closes he, he was pronounced dead y'all at 12 you like damn exactly
0: exactly and the thing about is that he thought that concept up Right, you know, I tell the, all these cats that you run into these young dudes that are trying to like get on the mic and build a career. All this and the other one of the things I always tell them: I said, "Look, if you can memorize ghosts, just memorize them. Memorize Mighty Healthy, you know. Memorize right. you know something off uh, uh, Bulletproof Wallets. Any, just memorize some ghost. Mm-hmm. Then come back to me. You got a shot at having a career. I still have yet to have a cat come back and be able to memorize what this cat Anything. Said. Shaky can, dog. It's too mm-hmm. much work." <laughs> now, not, not, I'm talking about just somebody memorizing. We're not talking about the fact that he created this thought. Right, just memorize. But just memorize what this dude is saying and try to be able to follow that.
3: He did a uh, There's a verse on Scoop You know what I'm talking about On I think it was A DJ Clue mixtape Yeah and right, right, right. I forget the name of the song But he did a whole verse on He went to Marvin Gaye's grave Yes And had a yep. conversation yep. With Marvin Gaye's yep. ghost Wow It's like who thinks Of this type of shit Ghostface you know, so yeah. like, like, He's one of the few MCs I think his his shit needs to be published Like book format Like yeah, I want yeah. a Coffee table book With all his rhymes right. But
2: let's not take the Let's not overlook The other side of ghostface I mean, that? That? like Like for me Well the 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 You know the one who's upset heartbroken i'm talking about wildflower Ghostface, mm-hmm. where it's one where it's three minutes of just venom yeah no break mm-hmm. no chorus no hook and you know he's like ghost is like rock him and cool g rap exactly smash, smash together. together that's it
1: <laughs> that's it that's smash exactly what together.
2: It is. you know and and <laughs> wildflower i love wildflower but it makes me really uncomfortable to listen to <laughs> because that's, that's some of the best he's speaking is. you know he's speaking hurtful yeah. language mm-hmm. yeah, based on the fact that he was hurt right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and i know i i you know i know some women that's like wildflower yeah, yeah, is their jam yeah. yeah of course right <laughs> but it's, it's venomous. but it is rough yeah, i mean venomous. it's like the wire yeah. rough Right. Michael you <laughs> you like rough. Oz, <laughs> bro, you know what I mean?
1: Oz.
2: Michael so, Michael K
1: Williams rough.
2: Omar rough. Right. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Omar rough. Omar, Ruff, thank you. But
2: but Erica as a woman as an artist, yeah. I be, as someone that knows him personally, it's like, oh, how do you it's 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 a little goofy to ask like how do you feel about that? But it's like when you have that side of ghostface because it's not that just that one song there's some other ones too you know it's like does it does it make two halves that make a whole is it the gemini complex is it
1: you know what like when i moved to dallas i mean i'm sorry i moved from dallas to new york in 1995 and it was like right upon the blizzard of 96 it was just a whole other world for me you know when i when i moved there the accents you know were different of course you, you you hear people from new york i'm from texas so it's a, a departure from just every my whole culture, and Ghostface. I, I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm lumping, but he he's the epitome of New York to me. Yes, exactly. And if there were, had to be an MC who represented New York in its fullest effervescence, creative and raw, it would have to be Ghost. In his aesthetic look, he's true to it. The creativity that hip hop brings, he packages that very very well. His tone. His accent, his, and this is just for me as a Texas girl, the tone and the accent. If I was to tr- to reference hip hop and what New York sounds like to my children, he would be one of the top people I would play. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the resonance, you know, the vibration of who he is. Um, as a he- person, he's he's that he's the same person that you hear, you know. Um, Vicious, don't walk up on him. <laughs> yeah. right. But his heart is, is his his heart is gold. I mean it's just very, very loving and very gentle, you know, uh very respectful and you know, he don't right. want nothing. Right. But what he wants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. all he wants. Right. He, right. he just he just he just wants some right. he just wants right. some chips. <laughs> that's all <Just> wants, <laughs> some chips. That's all. So um, I don't know, knowing him, I don't know, he's he's a brother to me, so it's it's funny to say, but when you become uh, really close like that with someone that you admire, um, at some point the the two worlds blend together in a in a in a great way. Um, like with Prince, for example, uh, meeting Prince. I don't I don't want to meet Prince. I don't want to meet Prince. I don't want to see him stumble uh, a hair out of place. I don't want to see that. Right. You know, with <laughs> some artists like that who are iconic and legendary. Um, but but the whole Wu family, uh, they are just who they are. That's that's the beauty of hip hop. And Ghost is one of the staples of of when I think of what New York hip hop is. He's he's it.
4: So hey, look, Johan, overseas, what, what's what's Ghostface stature in London? Huge, huge. I mean, at least in my circle, in terms of mainstream MCs. It's really Ghost and Nas who get name-checked the most and, and seem to dominate here. And, uh, you know, London in some ways, aesthetically, is quite similar to New York. So a lot of, a lot of New York MCs get respect here, but definitely Ghost is well, well-regarded here. But let's look at another aspect of his career. Let's talk about his beat selection for a moment. In our last episode, we were talking about Erica's beat selection, and his isn't a million miles away from that type of quality. To me, in terms of mainstream MCs, he's the only one that competes on that level with beat selection. At least on his recent albums, you've got, again, Dilla, Madlib, MF Doom. And MF Doom and Ghostface have been threatening to do an album together for a while now.
1: That would be perfect. Yeah,
4: they are doing one together. They are? No ID also.
2: I know No ID's got some beats on Fish Scale.
4: Okay. Doom, uh, I know Doom did a few tracks on fish scale and morefish, I think uh, and Doom really matches Ghost's aesthetic but the only other observation I'd make about ghost's beat selection and it's it's not a criticism but just in the interest of being balanced he does you know he does an amazing job of unifying different producers and maintains a cohesive vision I agree with that. like we're saying but I don't think it's been quite as cohesive as when it's been a singular producer like when i compare iron man for example nothing else sounded like iron man when it dropped yeah but also speaking of madlib and if you've listened before i'm always picking up madlib so i'm probably getting a little right yeah. now but I would love to hear Ghost on beats like the ones he gives Dudley Perkins.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But
4: um Ghost's also doing an album with a composer arranger called Adrian Young. And that's the guy who did the black dynamite soundtrack. Yeah, the, yeah I think they that's released a song. It sounds like he's uh, got that sounds like it's got tremendous potential. High.
1: That that would be real good. Adrian Young. Adrian Young, I like the different instruments instrumentation he uses. He uses like a lot of vintage keyboards and things, just the feel and look ghostface is looking for people don't know it but when you when you use those analog instruments the frequency of them gives you this warmth preach he's probably one of the only MCs who can vibe with that mm-hmm. his voice and his intent i
3: have a feeling though that whatever ghost gets on is going to become a ghost trap <laughs> okay. you know what i'm saying it's all, it's almost like whoever he worked with you know it's not to say it's going to sound the same but i feel like his ownership of that music is going to, he's going to exert a control
4: over that, that another MC may not. It's
1: definitely going to be Wu-Tang.
4: Right. You could put him on the soundtrack to Godfather, Mm -hmm. for example, and it would be dope. (laughs) Right, right. That would be dope. That actually would be beautiful. (laughs) But but where's the Achilles heel though? I mean,
2: like, I I didn't enjoy... Does he have one? Well, okay. I didn't enjoy Ghost Dini. and It it was primarily because it was like, you know, it was like some R&B stuff. Like, yeah, but, yeah, that, yeah. that was yeah. the intent. It's, it's, done, the intent, it's yeah. done well. I mean, you yeah, has got th- Raheem Devon on two songs. I mean, it's mm-hmm. done well. He did
3: a track with Neo. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like an experiment. But, you know, everybody has a bad album. But you talking about like, where's the Achilles heel oh, as pretty a whole? pretty Tony I thought was horrible. What? Pretty yeah. yeah. Tony album I okay. thought
0: was
4: horrible. I love that album. <laughs> you would. There, there there is. Is. Diametric there is. opposition. There it we go. There we go. Here we go.
3: Here we go. 20 minutes in, we got What
0: didn't you like about that? It held up to all other... In my mind, Ghostface projects up to that point, it, it, it sounded like he did this for Def Jam as opposed to doing it for himself and for his audience. Come on. He just did something to appease... Just just to appease the record label. I doubt
1: I doubt that. I do too. But I to me, that's that. what it sounded like. You know, it, 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 I did. Art, artists like that artists like that don't do nothing for the record label. We we don't do I that. I
0: know, but here's the thing. I me personally, I listen to Pretty Tony, and that's what I got out of what
3: it. What was the track? Give me a track off of. Like, what was the lead single? Couldn't Fly on its own <laughs> makes it like
4: a ten out of ten album. That's that's the song. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, uh, John. Just that one song that 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 did it. No, I mean you had buffed Up skit. holler <laughs> holler was beautiful. What are you talking right. about? Hollers like Mary J. Blige taking it back to some my life type stuff. But but I mean to Scoop's point, you got Tush. With Missy That's like one song though
2: that, that's, that one song. that's That's a, That's, a that's an A&R song man That is not an A&R song no,
1: that's, that's ill to me That's That's an a a right.
4: ill song to me No no I know what they were saying But I mean like They just picked the one song That was Kind of wild No I thought you was about to say You
3: picked the one song And blah 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 How are you How are you gonna say No 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 How are you gonna say that You do that to everybody else John You like yo that's, You pick one song on the album And then you dog the whole album
4: No 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 Hold on Hold on Hold on yeah.
3: <laughs> Am I, am I right, fellas? Am I right? am
2: I right? Am I right?
4: It's different when I do it. <laughs>
2: it's different when you do it. Because okay. the accent, you right, right, sound okay, better. Okay,
4: okay, okay. That song's like not represented the whole album, though. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Okay,
2: how do you feel about Ghost Dini?
4: That's not his strongest album. Apollo Kids. I like no, I liked Apollo, Apollo Kids. Apollo
2: Kids is my shit.
0: That was yeah, I loved Apollo joint. Kids. Yeah,
4: right, right. But he has more in his catalog of strength than he does a weakness. A lot more.
0: Agreed. Okay. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah.
4: So what I'm saying is you can't judge that mm-hmm. like an Achilles heel. Does he have one? Mm.
0: Nah no
2: he doesn't because my reason the question isn't isn't because i got you know a view like that because i i really couldn't find, find one. you can't find one. i just don't particularly care for the r&b
4: stuff all right all right well let me devil's advocate it for a minute yeah i know you can i know john can find one <laughs> well everything that we're talking about so far the things that the five of us really love like we love melancholia in music we love lamentation we love soulfulness we love that raw emotion okay But does he have diversity? Yeah. 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 That's the question.
0: Yeah. Hold on. He's a killer
1: B. What are you saying?
0: <laughs> right, right. I, I'm with you. I would say, right.
1: I would
3: absolutely agree to. He, oh, he no, does no, no, everything no, from you. songs about going to the corner store to get something to drink. Yeah, to you know, like Arthur just said, his boy's funeral. It's like he he's and ran the, he's ran the gambit. You know, and I, the I, I pacing the song. of songs. He'll do right. slow songs. He it, but yeah.
0: He'll do love
4: songs. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, he pay songs pay. about whipping his girlfriend's son. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What I'm saying is, he does it all in the same way. Like if he's going to buy milk. He's a hundred percent six gear Ghostface. If he's talking about his boy who's died, he's the same Ghostface.
1: But but why do you need diversity as an MC? I mean, why? I mean, if 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 you are a storyteller, we want to hear you tell your story in your language.
4: I agree. In, I your, agree.
1: Na- in your native language, you know, I want to hear it. You know, I want to hear it. That's the diversity to me. Um, it's it's even though it's my native language, I can still. Uh, I still have the ability to make you see what I'm saying. You know the the visual aspect of it. You know I, I don't know if he needs diversity as far as I, maybe I don't understand. What, no, what you you're understand.
3: Saying join, join the crowd. Join the
4: crowd. All right,
3: right, right. We ain't okay. understood since episode one. <laughs> <Right>. Whatever.
4: <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You shut up. <laughs> there thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I said it was. De- I said it was Devil's Advocate. So hang on. Let me just get this straight. So I'm trying to I'm trying to introduce some diversity into the actual show here. Uh, people could be listening; they would turn sure. off in the first five minutes. Like all we got to say is good stuff about Ghostface. <laughs> no, nah, man, we got
3: Eric Badu nah, on our show. My of you ain't
0: turn off? None. Right? <laughs> <laughs> didn't
4: they turn off? Shame on <laughs> nah, hey, them! You no, know, st-
3: straight up. Uh, let me yeah. make this, and I'll let you get to it. But no, to answer you, and I, I appreciate it, you know I'm just messing with John because I appreciate you throwing out some you know some criticism because we need to see if there's anything that we can criticize. Absolutely. But I'll say this. Ghostface I don't care what he's talking about He brings a certain emotion That makes me feel like I went through that With him However he does that Whatever voice he uses I don't know how he, It's magic to me man It's like you can't really Explain it It's just, it's just him And it's
0: his genius Right You know it's they, part of his genius but The thing is What i saying is that Diversity should not be a diversion you should not leave your lane to just show that you're diverse. You can still be in the same context right. or something. And I think what Jahan, no disrespect, but I don't think what Jahan's asking, like, all right, where's the diversion? I think we've shown that he has diversity because he's done so many different things at different paces, different songwriting right. styles, all this, and the other. What I think Jahan has asked for is a total diversion, something that, like, when we listen to it's like, oh, I can't believe that's him. And he doesn't need to do that, right?
4: He doesn't need to do that at all. No, he doesn't. Okay, he so doesn't. Listen. I agree. I mean, look, can I just rewind for everybody who apparently wasn't <laughs> listening five minutes ago? Bullies, I said bullies. it was devil's advocate. Hey, I've been there, all man. It right? the came guy. out of your mouth. <laughs> i you have to own that. I'm still paying for Kiss. I'm a ghost fan. I mean, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Just, you know, Erica, you might not have heard some other episodes. I, I heard a couple. But when you're on the top spot. You know, they going to come for you. Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Right. There's jealousy and they going to come Whoa. for
1: you. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, like, KRS-One, just hold. Hold. hold it's you cool, po- though. You know, I'm going I'm to hold. Your cool. cool. hold,
4: your cool. <laughs> yeah. hold your position. Hold your position.
1: Hold your position. So,
4: hold it down.
1: Get them get so off the, of you, Jahan. All the
3: Jahan's uh, Twitter wives right now are clapping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's bring this home. Is Ghost in the top five of all-time MCs. Absolutely. Top five?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because mm-hmm. everything that we everything that we've talked about, are we gonna slide him next to Rock Ham? Are we gonna slide him next to run? I would slide and I know Nas is in everybody's top
3: I slide Nas out of my top five and slide if if there's For no me, room. Yeah. If there's no room, Nas is, is getting kicked
0: out and I'm putting ghost in there. Here's my only problem, and that's a good one. I agree with that. My only thing is that I still struggle with who I would have to choose between he and uh Coogee Rap.
2: Why do you need to? I,
0: because you're taking the top five, and I'm like, all right, who's in the top five? So who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? If,
2: if you had to remove Cool G,
3: would you remove him for Ghost? You don't. I know. couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that,
0: and I I would feel bad about having G in there and Ghost. Ghost not in there, vice versa. So you know when
2: you're talking top five, right? Erica, how about you?
1: Who is everybody's top five though? I I'm. That's rough. So I know. Mm, that's rough. So I know. We a whole other we topic. That's a whole other topic.
0: Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no wait! Well, okay. Okay wait wait I love this Off the top Off the dome Erica yeah, who's off yours the Off the dome Who's yours
1: I can't do it off the dome But I'll try You know And, and see I got babies By some of these people So I can't be <laughs> 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 That's
2: hey, it look. In the show uh,
1: so wow. out. Hey, We look. good I can't just I be look. putting One nigga first And second third Like you know I can't do that <laughs> You're
4: real. i give you that You're
1: <laughs> you don't get some You don't catch some Backdraft huh so, I, so on the top On the top On the top five I plead the fifth <laughs>
0: five ain't enough. Okay. Wow, that's okay. okay as uh,
3: a, but hold up though. As, a, a, as a quick note to our, uh, the Erica show that we did as a uh heads, or you know head nod to you Erica. The daddies they they in that list. You know like <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah, They
1: right the right, right, right. Straight Straight up. right Hold
3: up. Straight,
2: Straight up. up. Yeah, yeah, me, they definitely
1: in it. I don't know if you <laughs> notice anything that they have in common but I write their rhymes while I'm in the relationships with them. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Wow. I didn't know. Well, Exclusive. I know. You're know not first. Right, right, right.
3: <laughs> that explains a lot, though, a couple of these cats. <laughs> now, <laughs> we're, let, let
2: me to this. One. Now, do,
0: wait. Do they lose credibility with y'all? Now that you know that she's writing their rhymes for them? Do they oh, do? Really? Yeah. yeah. Her, her credibility just went way up. Right, but this
3: is, dumb. <laughs> this is <laughs> gone. This gone. We already covered that in the Ghostwriting uh, show. Let's make this a smaller conversation, though. Is. And, I, you know, I know y'all are kind of flipping between Supreme Clientele and
2: Iron Man. See, I ride for Iron Man over I Supreme I ride for Time, Supreme so Iron Time. Man all
3: day. But, okay, let's just say both. Are, are those the two best albums to come out of the whole Woo Collective? Yes.
4: No, Cuban
3: Link, what are you talking about? No, no, cuban, cuban, no, cuban, no. cuban, cuban, cuban links, links Cuban, so cuban, cuban links, links, Cuban Links, higher than both. Links, I think Cuban Links. Right. But, but but I'm
2: saying Cuban Links was a Ghostface uh,
3: raekwon album. I know, but technically I'm saying this I was I was putting it's Iron Man in, and man. I was putting
2: Iron Man and
3: Supreme Clientele because those are his two solo
2: projects. Right. When I'm saying Iron Man, but you know the Wu Collective, that's 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 only built, only built for Cuban Links is that one. Mm-hmm. And now if you want to talk about number two. We, we could debate Supreme Clientele Iron Man, yeah, but, but it's definitely a Ghostface album.
0: One. <laughs> 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 it ain't Iron like, Man. No, no, here's a, no. I think I think I think the world is going with it. I think
2: we can arguably
0: say that uh, Supreme Clientele is probably number two or whatever. We said Cuban Links is number one. Yeah. I think if you go like the Wu's top ten, mm-hmm. five or six are going to be Ghostface albums. Oh yeah, absolutely. In right. the whole collective, <laughs> right? It's starting to maybe number two. It depends on no, we don't put Iron Man or Supreme Clientele, but after that you could throw Apollo kids in there
2: you right. know you could throw no no sophomore effort by any collective other than ghostface killer has been worth the salt
1: nigga please what <laughs> what, <laughs>
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> nah she means old dirty bastards album
1: odb she thought, hey. oh, okay 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 okay, I okay, like you okay, okay, okay wait 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 yeah, <laughs> <nigga>, you got me
4: you know what, erica Erica, these guys aren't deep like you and me.
1: Okay. okay you Wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, wait. they That's why I'm here. No, 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 you know, I'm going to be your co on record. On That's up. why I'm here. you right. You you know,
3: okay that's why i'm here hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm throwing a flag hold on I'm, I'm throwing a flag and i told you Jahan, i was going to do this if you you are not going to be some different dude because erica badu is on our show <laughs> and stop pandering to erica you hold up dude just be you just be you don't be trying to pander to erica because she on the show
1: you can if you want to boo <laughs> see
4: i'm a pander. you just you just messed I'm his head up for life erica you just right, messed right, it up he's done
3: <laughs> but no okay so solo albums because right. okay Cuban, Cuban links solo album but not really a solo album what is the greatest solo album to come out of the Woo Collective
2: Rick Kwan
4: <laughs> <You still laughs> what Cuban Leaks too. No, nah, he's saying by one artist, no guest.
2: Oh, you saying by one
0: artist? Yeah, I mean, by,
4: by
2: Did I just did I just say? I, I, I album? mean, <laughs> I'd have to say Supreme Clientele because it was it might be fish scale
4: because that album was pretty much devoid of. That's what I was. About, that's what I'm saying. He can have six in the top ten, mm-hmm. but I'm with Erica. That doesn't make any sense. It's not like Supreme Clientele's <laughs> any different. What <Well>, Isaac <laughs> saying make no sense. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like Supreme Clientele had no guests you know right so all, all you're saying all, all you're saying is by some weird <laughs> library of congress but when you by some weird library of congress definition right you need to have like on the spine just one name and then that makes it a solo album
1: but but when you're saying solo album um that means that the artist is the executive producer right and they put together the whole idea even if they have guests it's still the solo album if, if it's under the artist's name right so how are you, Isaac, how are you de- defining solo album? A
3: few minutes ago, we basically defined Cuban Links as, a, as a, a duo album. Well, the, you know the, so
0: he's on every track.
3: Right. right. So I, th- track. I think
0: that's all it is. It's not right. like Cuban Links 2, he was only on eight tracks. Right. But on...
3: Cumulating, it's, it's a while. Wow,
0: Ghostface is on every track. Right now. Right. now, he had other people right. on it, but the fact that he was on right. every track, all right. so that's, that's what Isaac that's talking that's about all I'm
3: saying. I'm saying, take that I out of the you. equation and give
2: me the greatest solo album to come out of the Wu.
0: It's hard collective. with Wu Tang
2: Clan because there's so much overlap and bleed
0: over. Let me look,
1: but, at, I gotta look at the list, but that's
2: what I'm saying. I'd have to go to Fish Scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pretty Tony as a predecessor, but I'm just saying Pretty Tony ain't worth nothing compared to Fiskale.
1: Right. And that's
0: what I said. I agree. With. <laughs> right. But Jahan totally disagrees with you. I mean, in my point.
2: <laughs> Iron Man, Supreme
0: Countdown, Go ahead, tail, Jay. Fiskale. Now that you understand my point, <laughs> one, go two, ahead, three.
4: Jay. Oh, yeah. Well, now that you've had a chance to let everybody help you build a point. <laughs> wow. I would say if you're saying it's got to be one artist on the spine or on the cover and, and that makes it a solo album, but it can have guests. To me, um, it's got to be either Takao, love it, okay, or Liquid Swords. I
0: wish you did. Yeah, I was Where waiting for it? somebody to bring up Liquid, liquid Swords. swords yeah, I was waiting for
3: somebody to right. bring
4: up. Let me explain why. You don't need to. We agree. But to me, they build a mood that the others don't. Like before, uh, we were talking about frequency earlier and analog warmth. Warm. To me, it's like Liquid Swords. I mean, it still was like analog. It still sounded vintage, uh, but. It's it's frequency for some reason was like to me a lot colder like it was icy that's that's the kind of vibe I got from it yeah and a cow again very vintage and very basement very analog but it had like a murkiness or a smokiness or like a darkness to it everything from the cover art to um, you know. The single bring the pain to the video and everything, you know, it, mm-hmm. hell of an album.
0: i on going and say I'm, I'm with Erica on the uh, ODB thing, too. I think his up with Takao, up with Liquor Swords. I think Nigga Please needs to be up there because I'm, mm-hmm. when we were Double XL, that's the one album. That was yeah. the second album we ever gave five mics to. That's mm-hmm. it. The oh, second yeah. one. We okay. yeah, five mics Nigga Please. First one was Foundation by a brand newbie. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're like, you know what? He was like, how are we going to give ODB five? And like, dude, you got to understand for this For who he is, yes, this is some genius Mm -hmm. shit. Yes, Mm -hmm. this is some genius. So yeah, I'm 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 with Erica on that two thousand percent. That's my pandering to Erica. That's (laughs) what I'm talking.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. When I was uh, like, I don't know, it had to be whenever it came out. When ice cream came out, Mm -hmm. he had a line. (laughs) They said, "Black Mrs. America, your name is Erica, right? True, lazy, eyeball small, P six shoe." I used to tell everybody it was about me (laughs) because I'm Erica Wright Erica Wright. and then I'm Mrs. America (laughs) and I wear a size six shoe. It was just too close. When we
2: talk about an artist like Ghost, I don't think you can get any more real or authentic than than his image and what he represents. This is a subject that we've talked a lot about on the show, but we've talked about it within the context of some of our other subjects. The idea of the authenticity of an artist as it relates to their public persona and image. In the world of music and stars, what separates from being a master of your image than being a slave to it? And I'll take a classic artist, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every album from early 70s, Aladdin Sane, Ziggy Stardust, going through to the early 80s, where we had the end of the Thin White Duke going into the now Rogers produced Let's Dance album, every album that you bought from Bowie was a singular image, it was almost an image reboot. And I say almost only because I'm singling out, let's say, the Berlin years, the trilogy of Low, Heroes, and one other one. And I know some people are going to yell at me for not remembering the third one. Um, Madonna is another example of that. Every album is a reboot of an image, and that's how she was rolling through that album. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, they could become a slave to it. Meaning, if. Like Kiss. Like Kiss. When Kiss took off the makeup, they lost a mm-hmm. good part of their fan base mm-hmm. because now not just the mu- and the music didn't change. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kiss ain't a great band. That's the problem. <laughs> that, when, when, when your music doesn't match up to the, your, it seems like the importance to your image. That's when you start losing that.
0: Back. Right
1: there, you go.
2: But when they t- but when Kiss took the makeup off in '83, I stopped okay. buying Kiss records. Mm-hmm. Right. And I dressed up as kids, like Halloween and stuff like that. Don't say that. Don't say that again. It wasn't wasn't Halloween.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie and say
2: it was Halloween. (laughs) It was (laughs) (laughs) was Thursday. Don't
4: front. Don't front.
2: Don't front like you didn't have no ace friendly (laughs) mask. Oh, God. You from Ohio. Don't
4: front. Was that cool in Oakland? Yeah, Uh, yeah, was that that cool in Oakland? Yeah,
2: how'd you get by with that in Oakland? Right. I mean, it's makeup, dude. Wait, you went over the bridge. You went to Frisco. You went to Frisco. It yeah, wasn't no black football <laughs> like in Oakland, dude. You was Halloween. Hey, uh, dude, right, right, I was right. 10. Right. Okay, I you wouldn't have made up. it to 11. <laughs> <laughs> but to my point, though, today, and this is very prevalent in rap, where you just put on some clothes, get on the stage, and you just start rhyming. In fact, the more closer you look to your fan base, determines even more so the authenticity of your art. Yes. So is it the difference in the genre? Is it the difference in the audience? Because another group that me and Jay talk about a lot, Radiohead, same same. Mm. I mean, they literally Kinda look like they look like they what had what they got up in that morning, <laughs> right. when, what we were wearing yesterday, right. and they get up and they just they, but they do their thing. But
3: mm-hmm. they do their thing. If you look at an artist like Madonna or an artist like Prince who was very image conscious mm. extremely image conscious when you have a, a certain level of music it becomes okay mm. it's like it's fine you know what I'm saying yeah do your you know do your whatever you gonna do be butt naked on the cover of Love Sexy whatever present your image but at the same time when the music is backing that up like you said with Kiss the problem is that their music wasn't at that level where a kid you know it was like no dude we not really coming to hear all these songs we come and hear you do those songs in that right. makeup with and the those, fire and with, the, the, with the 8 inch heels <laughs> and stuff like that you know that's what we want to see right. so Brilliant. yeah the brilliance I, th- I think that that weighs heavily in the conversation but i think now what the problem is that image to me with a lot of these artists it supersedes just which the clothes that you got on yes and i hate to use drake an example or lil wayne or you know kanye no, or none of these cats but it supersedes it's not just what they got on All you right. know you look at the music videos and it's like they have to have a certain lifestyle that they're putting out in this music video and the magazine spread has to be a certain way and it's like all this stuff that seems to me to come before the music you know what i'm saying now right as opposed to in the 80s maybe when you have very image conscious bands but the music came Man. first you right. see what i'm saying
0: and i think the centerpiece in this conversation right now to make it very contemporary is lady gaga she pays more attention and is more concerned about a presentation than she is what she's doing musically mm-hmm. that's when you become a slave to it that wouldn't have been impossible though i don't think
3: in the 80s whereas now it is possible yeah
0: it is possible for, yeah, her, to be, for her to yeah, be yeah. as
3: successful as she is
0: being a slave to her image and not being not being shy about it i think right. she would agree yeah she's she, she straight up from this way but i think it takes steps to get to this you know get to the point as in anything else in life you know or in society i don't think lady gaga could be as extreme as she is in the concern or the presentation of her image if people like madonna wasn't you know mm-hmm. come and before paid, her, and paved the, the way for it to right. get to this level of extremity
1: uh, you know like a Lady Gaga or a Kiss or Madonna or some of the artists who are extreme in their image. No, they wouldn't be as successful as musicians or the music wouldn't be as popular if they didn't have this whole look. But that is who they are. That's who those artists are, too. Like the ones that we're naming, like like Kiss, for example. These guys, this is what they feel, who they are, and we believe that. And then with Madonna, that is who she is. She is an ever-changing uh, phoenix. She just does that. If she was a, a newscaster, she would probably change hair colors and things. That's just who she is and how she expresses herself. And she's brought that to share with us on this platform of music that she, she has. This is Baduism. In my opinion, there are three types of artists. The first type is the kind that bleeds and sweats and dies and is born again to create an album. The second type is the type who just copies that, or imitates that. And the third type is that manufacturer type where everything is done for you. All you got to do is show up and sing, and there's Melodyne, and there's mm. video, and there's this. We're going to fix everything, and you just do it. Generally, the second type, the one who imitates the bleeders and sweaters, they're generally the ones that do better, the second type because they have a seat to sit back and and watch this and see how it happens and do it without Mm -hmm. the urgency and the confusion that the artists who are bleeders and cutters have, you know? And I'm gonna put myself in that category. Uh, Because I tend to write albums very slowly, and they're true to who I am and what I am. Whatever kind of afro I have, whatever kind of head rap, this is is the persona that's coming out. Anything you want to know about me as an artist, you would listen to the albums in this period of time and look at what I had on. This is what I feel and believe, for real, right here. Mm -hmm. When you are constantly having to show up with this outfit or your show just don't work, then that is slavery. That's a very hard place to be, especially if you don't have the real talent Mm -hmm. or technique that goes along with that. That's a hard place to be.
2: If I could ask you a personal question, Mm -hmm. do you find backlash from some of your fan base who've been with you since 97 expecting to see you come out with the head wrap, with the draped dress? Yeah, definitely. Do you feel beholden to reach them and try to bring them up through image?
1: No, nah, no, because once I realize that people aren't really looking for a savior, they're looking for somebody who looks like one. Mm. Then mm-hmm. any anybody can fit that bill. So I'm not. That's not my business. I'm not interested in in, in that business. Mm. I'm interested in evolving, and people who want to evolve along mm-hmm. with me can. You know, people who want to critique it can. People who want to use it to write their own pieces and albums and, and be inspired by it can. People who want to run a, a tractor over a hundred of my CDs can. You know, because that's what art is for, is for dialogue. You know, the dialogue of, of whether you like it or whether you don't. And to me that's why I do what I do. I do it because I have to. You know, it's therapy for me. It's how I live.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You realize people are, a lot of us are involved in groupthink on one end of the spectrum or the other. Where either we're the people who follow uh, all the trends and, and do what everybody else does just so we won't be assassinated or kicked out of the group or talked about bad or Sean and then the other end is the people who run from those stereotypes and deliberately would do something different just to n- not associate themselves with uh being followers the fine line between between that place is probably where I am I have to be right there in between so <laughs> so I have to make sure that I pay attention to what people love and what they don't love about what I'm doing I do pay attention to that because I'm a writer you know I'm I'm a self-proclaimed journalist and sociologist I study people and what people like and what people love and that's what I write about but I don't reconstruct myself as a result of paying attention to it I just kind of know I'm always looking forward to seeing how I can recreate what I do and what I am
2: do you find that in some markets your image precedes you
1: yeah definitely definitely uh, like for example, call Tyrone. That's like a nightmare to me. You know, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even like to sing that. You know, I, just because when I'm singing something else, people hollering, "Call Tyrone, call Tyrone," you know, so that like it bothers me. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's so much more. Tyrone is a song I freestyled on stage in D.C. for a show. We I was just playing around, messing around, making something up that I thought was funny. You know, because we do that on stage all the time, and that's what I'm known for. So that to me, that's like uh, whoever made us joke on me, you know, <laughs> right. with, with uh, and that's how I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you can, you can be a slave to that. I was a slave to the head rap for a long time.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because where my question really came from was uh, a, another female artist from, from, the, from the seventies and the eighties. Uh, and I wanted to do kind of a quick poll. Grace Jones. Okay. Isaac, can you name... Grace Jones song. Ooh. But you know who Grace Jones is? Hold
3: on. No, but the reason is because like Jahan was scared by whatever he was talking about. Grace Jones kind of scared me when I was
0: little. Okay, so you were <laughs> aware of Grace Jones Yeah, but you hadn't heard of music. You Slave to the Rhythm
2: and... Uh,
1: pull up to my bumper, yeah, pull okay. up to
0: my bumper. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um,
2: she just had a... Okay, that's so Grace Jones, know. Grace Jones night clubbing, I, I see your point. I'll get slave your point to the point. What I mean is that here's a, here's a woman who for years maintained and cultivated an image and had very little market but had great albums she's got she's got two three sly and robbie produced albums yeah Nightclubbing is a masterpiece yes. so in order for in order for an artist like grace jones to make you know make a living right is is she serving her image she'd have to right because because the music's yeah. not going anywhere okay i'm i got one better than that sun Ra. Uh, okay oh all right
1: no no you can't you can't you can't put sunrise in there Janelle Monet.
0: that's a great now that's a great great she's at that's, this stage right now her career where I see it as it a can balance be, though right, it go right, either way, way.
4: Erica oh wait what are you saying about Janelle Monet? are you saying her, her image is greater than her music
1: it's it's not greater but it's bigger you know and and when that starts to happen people lose lose you I think you know
2: I think the third album is going to be the determination of which side it really starts to fall on. But are you, Arthur,
3: are you asking the question, you saying that, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're saying that in certain instances for an artist to survive in the music industry, like a Grace Jones, you have it's s- okay for her to, to push her image before yeah. she, you know, it's, it's cool. If, I if think so. If
2: the, if, the image, if the image is so far ahead that the latency between the image and the music defines uh, how you're actually going to eat, then, yeah, I believe that you do. Well, let me ask you a question, because here's the thing. Janelle
0: Monae is a classic example. Can she run the risk of changing her image right now for this third project?
1: No. I, I don't think she can run that risk if we're talking about the music business. No. Right.
0: Now that's a, so it, then do you become a slave? That, is that when you become a slave to your image where you like, you know what? Yes. I know my music is good, but I can't run the risk like changing my image right now
1: yes it happens
4: but what about artists whose image is part of their own artistic vision which in and of itself is artistic authenticity even if they're not like that in everyday life you know they may be more of a jeans and Mm t-shirt type person but when they want to go on stage they want to present this larger than life personality to you and image and you know even us you know when we go to work we we adapt. Everybody adapts or adjusts or even hides a little part of themselves. So you have acts. I'm thinking of acts like Earth, Wind, and Fire, for example. Yeah. Now Maurice White, that might have not have been his every day, but mm. you know when they were on stage, they were you know mm. with the Egyptology and the costumes, and yeah. I don't think that that's not authentic I agree I I don't think that's not real but at the same time I probably answered my own question but yeah but but I think at the same time Irwin If still
0: produced music that was at the it was still the point of conversation not the image the image wasn't it was still
4: the image fed the music yeah it
0: did they they worked hand in hand it's
4: like Rick James on the cover of Street Song exactly Mm -hmm. according
3: according to Dave Chappelle that was him
0: on the record but But but, but when we spoke about Rick James the first thing that came to mind the first point of conversation the first sentence wasn't about his image no, I agree. Right. It was about the music he mm-hmm. did And I think the same True. thing Could be applied to Earth, Wind, and Fire You know, let's take something else like More contemporary And go into what Jahan was saying And how who you are Who that artist is Marries itself to that person's music mm-hmm. There's a persona That also comes along with an image mm-hmm. And I'm thinking right now Somebody like Snoop mm-hmm. Snoop is more about who Snoop, quote mm. unquote, is, as opposed to the music he's doing. He can't get out of Snoop mode. Mm-hmm. He's trying to right
3: now. He's, he's trying to. But even he, though he's doing Snoop, like lying, roster, whatever Snoop right, Lion.
0: But it's still, it's still about imagery. It's still about Snoop being Snoop as opposed to the music he's producing. When he first came out, I'm not saying Snoop's not being true to himself. He is. I think that's yeah, I who think he, he is. But at the same time it's surpassing what he's doing musically. Mm, right. Would I be wrong to say that? I don't know. So, well, I,
3: I think I think his persona is the reason he's still relevant. Like you said back in the 90s exactly. it was about his rhyme style yes. and he had that, you know, real laid back conversational type. People have this image of him, you know what I'm saying, and it's like he fits that that image and is 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 marketable. But what happens when the audience grows?
2: Well, hold, hold on real quick though. I think that it grows just, older, not grows larger, but just grows. But older, when you fit that when scale. you fit that
3: persona like Snoop is, that becomes marketable to each generation. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's still marketable to young cats now because right. he's Snoop. There's a level of like Erica said, believability that has to be involved in this. Right. If it comes from a place of honesty, I think that we as an audience are accepting that. The problem I have right now when I look at contemporary. R&B and hip hop is that all of these cats look the same. Yeah. Even before Channel Lawrence came out, when Nostalgia Ultra was out, Frank Ocean had a different persona and you could hear it in his music, in his interviews. You could feel there's something different about this cat, you know what I'm saying? The way he presented himself. And I think that helped him out, you know what I'm saying? And it came from a place of honesty, but he's like the exception. When you look at hip hop, when you look at R&B, all of these cats look the same. They all have the same uh, jeans on, the same clothing, like they shop at the same stores. They live in the same neighborhood they get dry the same cars that's where image to me is not coming from a place of honesty it's coming from your your a and r people
1: no not necessarily our a and r people i mean group think is something that nobody has to convince us of you know because we're trying to survive you know and just get along and really really don't care about having a separate identity because everybody doesn't care about that everybody's not concerned with that like for example S- Snoop dog he is Snoop Dogg. That's who he is. He's he's my daughter's godfather. So that's who he is. He's no other person but that all the time. You know, he, he talks like that. He like an old man. He got a rhyme when he talks. Like he come come over to the house and he back in the driveway. You know. That's you
4: know.
1: <laughs> Snoop. He's a, he's a <laughs> pimp uh, And we believed it When we saw it And we believe it now And even if he Wants to change To Snoop Lion He's gonna have to do A whole lot of Dreadlock growing And stuff To convince us That he's something Other than that Because that's what We believe The magic of an artist Like that is to make us Believe something else If, if you can create Some magic like that Now let's talk about An artist like Slick Rick And uh, a good one. His persona Matches his talent His talent is as unique As his choice of style so whether he just had on a polo and some k-swiss and rhyming like that he is still a, a standout artist he is still someone very unique that we grasp onto and we believe let's look at a trinidad james mm-hmm. he's he's one of the artists who has dared to follow in the footsteps of an outcast and a goodie mob and be an individual creative force i can hear the talent in his music but beside that when I see this person holding a baby pit bull puppy that needs to be with his mother, I believe him.
4: <laughs>
1: I believe him. And people ask me, you know, I tweeted, you know, maybe a couple of months ago when the song came out, All Go Everything. I tweeted that this is my anthem. Mm-hmm. I love it. I used to listen to it every morning when I woke up and took my kids to school. They would be looking at me like, why, why do you like this? Because that's what, I want to be him. And you know, I want to be him. I want to feel the way he feels. I want to walk the way he walks. I want to think the way he thinks, because he said, don't believe me, Jeff, watch. watch." And in this climate, he said, nigga, 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 don't believe me, just watch. watch.
4: Mm -hmm. And
1: it made me feel that, oh, yeah, he he means what he's saying. He's serious about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and he believes in himself. That's what makes me believe you. We haven't seen it yet. We yet to see what's going to happen because we need to hear more from him. But I believe him. I believe that there's some kind of authentic raw talent there Mm -hmm. you know something that that is even bordering a genius kind of thing you know let me
0: ask Jahan Jahan when do you know when the imagery is fake when can you call
4: it I don't think you can ever really call it for sure okay I remember when the modern alternative soul movement started and the cover up for a lot of these records, you would have these artists looking through old vinyl, you know, old vintage kind of copies of Marvin albums, Prince albums, Stevie, you know, Isley's, and they'd be living through it like they were just listening to records on a Sunday afternoon and it came across a little contrived to me at first because I was like, oh, wait, hang on. These guys are trying to say that they're part of the same tradition. They're, they're trying too hard to say that. They're almost throwing the image in our face. But then I realized, well, hang on, this is something that we all do at home. You know, I'm sure everybody around this table, we, we do the same thing. We listen to the same records and you know, we look at the same covers with the same fascination. So who's to say whether it's contrived or not? It's, it's tough. You'll never really know.
3: Well, let me ask you, do you, and, and John, I'm just interested in your answer, because uh, I know you and I know your taste. Can you respect an artist if it's what they're doing is coming from an honest place, like Erica just described, can you respect them even if you don't like the music?
4: Yeah, I can't respect them if I don't think they're coming from an honest place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Michelle and Degocello like you guys know, is maybe my favorite artist currently working today. I don't like everything that she does uh, with the same intensity, mm-hmm. but... I think it always comes from an extremely honest place, so that's that's just the subjective vibe that I get. So that alone, I'll support her.
2: See, I sometimes have a problem with with being able to get to your art because I can't get past your image. Mm. Tyler the Creator mm. is is my good biggest example. example of that. I can't. I keep hearing about how cold this dude is. He's
4: fresh. He's different. You know,
2: I can't get to him because I see too
4: much of extreme buffoonery. Yep. I I just can't get to him. Well, you know, sometimes you have to separate it. I mean, we were talking about Ghostface earlier. Arthur, you were talking about Wildflower. And, um, you know, one of the words that you used to describe it was venomous. So sometimes, you know, we can we can right. compartmentalize one thing that someone does and you know look at something else yes. and i mean you know miles davis he was a woman beater but, uh, but you know a genius right and uh, you know forget forget tyler the creator
1: but see My- miles didn't bring that into his public thank you sana, though. thank you i i think what he's talking about is tyler and i'll tell you exactly what i think about him i think he is a genius i think he is brilliant i think he is a kid that produces his own music and Uh, speaks his own voice and he got skills and he's rhyming and he got a couple of hot 16s. Seriously, he's a really good, good artist and he's put together a collective of people under his wing, under his umbrella are also equally as talented or interesting. He's
4: like a RZA, really. He's
1: like a RZA, and he's a young kid doing this. So just because of that, that makes me want to sit down and listen to what he's talking about, what he's saying, what he's doing. And the see, the venom part of it is just the way he expresses himself. That he expresses himself. So honestly, with so much technique is the reason why I think he is a genius. That he's able to you, do and,
3: that, and, uh, Arthur. You should the last uh, Our Future album. You need to wait, oh, wait, and let you me and let me say to?
1: and let me say and not be afraid of the the climate or temperature of where we are in America politically. He's not afraid as far as religion. He's not afraid. He, he he's an atheist. A- anything he's anti-America. So that's the biggest mm. biggest risk you can take with trying to sell some records here. You know, right now. You know, that's one of my stereotypes. That's one of my things. I can't get a lot of corporate sponsorship because they just don't understand what the fuck I'm talking about uh-huh. or, or doing or what I'm going to say right. or what I'm going to represent or how I'm going to show up. And if I feel this day, that I'm against something. If I'm going to speak out, you know, they don't know what I'm going to do. So he's that kind of person who has taken you, that kind of risk. And okay, I think do he's you worth understand somebody to somebody
0: who can't get past his image to get to the point where you are. Can you understand that?
1: Yeah, I understand that. That's somebody who just has a penitentiary philosophy to me.
0: Dun, dun, dun,
2: dun, dun. All right, round table. Okay, what is the one song lyric you'd love to actually say in real life, but know you never will? Who wants first? Okay.
3: <laughs> and it's funny because you know, like I said, when we were prepping for the show, I was trying not to sing it because it's in my head now. Jermaine Jackson, don't take it personal. Don't take it first. Don't take it personal. If you remember that song. And the video helped us out, but if you remember that song, that was like the coolest. I can't even imagine breaking up with somebody, and sounding so supportive at the same time. It wasn't just the way; it wasn't just the lyric. It was the way he said it. <laughs> it was like you know, if you if you get your heart broken, you go to your friends or whatever, you know, right. you know, to get some support. It was like in that instance, he became he like broke up with her and <laughs> became a friend, like in front of our eyes. right, right right, like, right, right, right.
2: right. right don't let me uh, hold on i got the lyric. it was like you know it's not me it's really you but that's okay <laughs> right
3: <laughs> he said hold up he said uh don't be sad don't be blue sweetheart you have your whole life ahead of you wow
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> by the end of that song i was feeling good for all good <laughs> I felt like she was straight she was good at she gonna be all right it was like it was you know what in that type of that 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 song i like i said i can't imagine myself ever you know saying it that B&S way to who, a female right, 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 right. and it wasn't like he was being a player it right. wasn't like he was trying to lie to her right. it was like he really felt for this girl and there's been songs like that i know ralph Tresman did uh uh yeah sensitivity uh, no not sensitivity um do what i gotta do, do it, okay maybe he did do what i gotta do but it was like a sad song. It right. just sounded like messed up. Right. Jermaine, like I said, I felt good after hearing this song. It just like it was like an uplifting breakup <laughs> song. <It's> like, <laughs> how did he do that?
0: Ah,
2: <laughs> so,
3: and, and Jay, do you remember? I don't know if they played it over in the UK. Jay, do you remember the Miami Vice style video that went with this this song? Cool video. Coolest one of the coolest videos of all time. It mm-hmm. was straight Crockett and Tubs. But the lyric, you know, the easy come, easy go. It's time you keep moving. It was just like. How did he do that? It was like how did, how did he make it sound so Good, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, it wasn't just like I said, it wasn't a player thing. It wasn't, he was trying to lie to her, or scheme on her. Right. It was just like, sweetheart, you know, we had a good time. <laughs> you
0: know what i <laughs> <laughs>
2: We had a good run. We're good. We
3: good. We had a good time. It was tender. It was, yeah, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. It was, it was tender. It was tender and it sounded it was, like he really meant it. That's yeah, a, and respect pimp, move though. That's yeah, a pimp move though. But, dog, it was but beyond pimp. Too. It was beyond uh, pimp. Yeah, it was okay. like, because he didn't want nothing from no, her. It then, was
0: like, right. I'm your friend. No, but that's people like <laughs> that's right, right. I'm gonna let you down. I'm gonna separate myself. Right. You, but you
3: are gonna feel good about this. This is the worst and best moment of your life Thank at you. the same exactly. time. Exactly. So that's my one because it's like I couldn't. in that song, I love that song. It, it's very, it very, it very, uh, it's very Marvin gaye his vocal tone in that right. song. But I, I never, even as a as a kid, hearing that song, it was just like, how is he, you know, doing this and making me feel good at the
0: same time? Right. It, was, it was, it was, it was, I thought you were gonna come with uh, Prince's um. Uh, baby not the ride <laughs> right, I, th- I thought that was going to be that <laughs> baby not the ride in I, the contest right, in the contest right, right, right. in <laughs> this
3: incredible beautiful love song and you know saying? you can have whatever you want okay, uh, baby, baby not, not the ride, not the ride. Right, I, I, I swore <laughs> that was going to be your answer uh, I was like, I, that might have been
0: how I thought about right, it Right? <laughs> I thought that was easily going to be your
3: answer <laughs> no mine's is uh, don't take it personal
2: alright Erica you ready you want to
1: yeah my mine would be like one of the classics of all time Ice Cube he has a song called uh, Gangsta Gangsta.
0: Oh, yeah. It's N.W.A. It's cute.
1: Now, I used to ride around in my mom's Spectrum. Spectrum! <laughs> I, had, I had one, too. <laughs> it was three Spectrums. We got a deal in our family. My grandma had one, my mama had one, and my uncle had one. Wow. But the Spectrum, I used to ride around in that and listen to Gangsta Gangsta. And that was like, I was the MC at the time, and I was writing rhymes, and that was just so simple, hard. And political on the flip side like in other words the song was talking about hey America look what you have created hey mm-hmm. and let me tell you the story of the black man in, in Compton or in uh, in on the West Coast he says he's a little somebody nigga like me never should have been let out mm-hmm. the penitentiary mm-hmm. Ice Cube would like to say I'm a crazy motherfucker from around the way since I was a youth I smoke weed out <laughs> now I'm the <laughs> I'm type of nigga that you, that you read, read about, about. Mm-hmm. Taking a life or two—that's what the hell'll do. You don't like how I'm living? Well, fuck, fuck
4: you. you. <laughs> and, and, me and, my,
1: and me and my sister used to ride around saying these rhymes like we meant this from the box of, of our hearts, <laughs> <laughs> loud, mm-hmm. just dum bum 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 bum. Never should've been let out the penitentiary.
3: Ice Cube will like to say that I'm a crazy motherfucker from around the way. Since I was a youth, I smoked weed out. You don't like how I'm living, well fuck you, this is a gang, and I'm in it, my man Trey fuck you up in a minute, with a right, left, right, left, you're toothless, and then you say damn, they ruthless, everywhere we go they say, damn, NWA's fucking up the program, and then you realize we don't care, we don't just say no, we're too busy saying, yeah,
1: you know, mm-hmm. and it was just perfect, the line for me that stands out is, and to a kid looking up to me yeah. Life ain't nothing but bitches and money yes. mm.
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. I,
1: don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that But I wanted I wanted to be Ice Cube You know I wanted to feel like that Damn I wish I feel like this Cause I like the way I like the way he felt It was like It's, it's the same effect as the uh, Don't believe me Jeff Wash, Nigga, nigga, nigga right. You know it's It's like a very Uh I don't know, he was so secure about it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, it's so hardcore. I used to ride around singing that. And when I got to that part, I would always think, I really don't feel like this.
0: <laughs>
1: life life ain't nothing but bitches and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Classic. And
1: I would imagine that. Like, could my life just be bitches and money? <laughs> do, I, do I go to God first, or do I go get this paper? I mean, what do I uh.
2: do? <laughs> classic and all right classic. that's
0: a good one that's a great
2: one yeah that's a good one uh i'll go i'll go i got two but they're quick okay i got two the first one you said that last show <laughs> we spent 45 minutes on kiss but well, go ahead the first okay the first one is is i've been wanting to say this to somebody this is, this is some cold stuff to say <laughs> man since i was like 13 but i've always wanted to say Every time I comb my hair, <laughs> thoughts of you get in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, I want to say what? that to my wife. I want to say that uh, to my wife. Every time you brush your hair. No, my hair like, go wash your hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was in junior high. I had to shag like uh like Vanessa's boyfriend
0: oh, on Cosby Show.
2: Dabnis. Yeah. Yeah, the Dabnis shag. <laughs> but I always Dabinus. thought that was a cold thing to say. I wanted to say, joy to yesterday. It's a cold line. This. It's a very very cold.
3: That's back when he was writing those one lines.
1: Uh, t- it's from t-
3: erotic city. Yeah. This yeah. is erotic city.
1: Every, every time I comb, I comb my hair, hair thoughts of you get, get in my eyes. Ah, beautiful. Every time I comb my
2: And okay, my second one is Ice Cube Song. It's something that can be like applied to like any situation, but I always feel like singing this to somebody, like just at least once a week. But it's like um once upon a time in the projects, yo. <laughs> <laughs> a damn man had the record.
1: <laughs> but you didn't live in the projects because you wore kiss makeup. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Whoa.
2: Whoa. That's Whoa. what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 Ooh. But, but it was once like,
1: upon a time In Kiss
2: Make But like dude I mean You could be at the gro- You could be at the Grocery store Feel like this You could be
4: calling
2: uh, Calling the cable company Feeling like this you could Be in the parking lot Feeling like this Right Isn't it funny how
3: You know I think maybe N.W.A. And Public Enemy Resonated with oh, yeah, everybody, you know, white yeah. kids mm-hmm. in suburbia, yeah. 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 you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. We're walking around just singing cube mm-hmm. lyrics, and they definitely right. wasn't feeling that. Yeah. That's crazy. In you late 80s, how that and later, we talked
0: Chuck was like, Do these people realize I'm talking about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And told them that <laughs> yeah. the concert, right. yeah.
1: Same thing with NWA. I think it started out, it's a big NWA myth, you know, it started out as they were mirroring what Public Enemy and um,
0: yeah,
1: Chuck was doing, and then it turned into something else because of Easy's um mentality and what he wanted to do right. but doc doc told me it started out as the political answer to the west coast what was mm-hmm. happening look this is what america has created over here
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh via gangsta gangster or um boys
2: in
0: the hood
1: you know and, and, and boys and, in the hood and dope man and, dope, man, yeah, dope yeah, man dope man was it right dope mm-hmm. man was it
0: right. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. i think that was the case where they started believing themselves and it turned into something else but
4: right it happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. It happens. Well, let me think next. I'm probably becoming a caricature of myself because so many times on the show before I've mentioned Prince in his 86 to 88 period mm-hmm. and, um, and we've mentioned "Adore" already, but the line I would love to say, but never will is from "Adore," And I would love to say it at my wedding, mm-hmm. I would love it to be the song that precedes my wedding dance and sing it to my bride. So I'll be on the keyboard and aunties and uncles and grandmothers will be looking at me like, what a nice boy. What a what a good upstanding young man. And there's a couple of lines that skate a little bit close to the wire, but the verse preceding the offending line is actually quite beautiful. He's talking about heavenly angels um, crying, tears of joy pouring down on us. And he, he talks about how serious he is, how he'd never cheat. You know, I know the fix. line you' are gonna say. I ain't mm. just, just for, for kicks. kicks. No,
1: and they play it on the radio. You nobody is right, say nothing. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they think, but they definitely play
3: it. Don't they think funkin' maybe doing that tour the whole time period? He was saying fucking all the Trying time, but he was saying, "Oh no, I'm saying funkin'." Erotic City. They used to play that mm-hmm. one on the radio. But Jay, you saying you
4: won't say it, or you saying you, you know, I'll I'll probably yes. beep it out of this show anyway.
1: <laughs> because you are fucking
4: for kids, right? <laughs> no, Thank I ain't, you. That's no, it. <laughs> Ride, but you not
3: being authentic, no, no. Right. I'm, I'm true,
4: Erica. I'm true. I'm serious.
0: Hey, yo, 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 John, try that shit out. Try that shit on Erica right now. See what happens. <laughs> Say that shit to Erica right now. See what
4: happens. Shout out to my homegirl, my babe. She knows. She knows. <laughs> but you really, you really like that line.
3: And the, uh, I, I think this is just so honest.
4: Is it it you know? is. And you know, he comes across as saying nothing mm-hmm. means more right now. You know, nothing. I just wanna be totally honest about who i am who i was who Mm -hmm. i who i want to be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like it's like Chuck d it's almost like Chuck d i don't rap for the sake of rhyming you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. for the sake of riddle yeah right right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think about anybody else who can take something profane and hood but turn it into the most beautiful Mm -hmm. experience the most tender beautiful honest Mm -hmm. and and, you know intensively honest experience
3: f so pretty you and me Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, but no, nah, I'm with you, Jaha, because uh, you know I don't fuck with you for kick. That's that's yeah. that, that's that's that's
3: especially in that context yeah, with the angels the con- crying yeah, and you know yeah. all that beautiful all right. stuff happening. It's real. He was and like I'm saying, the, the other line in that song, "Baby, not to ride," it's so
4: real. It's so real. It's, it's a like, funny joke. But
0: those, but those lines and lines, you can actually yeah, we'll see yourself lace. in a situation where
4: Egyptian lace.
0: You can say that. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure one of Jahan's women has put him in a situation and he's like, you know what? Let me set this broad straight. <laughs> not my <vibe>. <laughs> right. right.
3: <laughs> not my ride. <vibe. laughs> no, 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 not, no. Not my records. Right, not my records, right, <laughs> Not John my records, right? Right. Not my baby, not the records.
0: <laughs> Scoop. Oh mine? Mine is simple. Mine mine is one of I think one of the period, one of the greatest lyrics of all time. For this conversation, the one thing that I love to say to somebody and never got a chance to, it's from um I'd Rather Be With You by Bootsy Collins and it's not even it's the very last thing he says at the very end of that record he said let me shoot my love in your (laughs) eyes so you you can see me coming right (laughs) that's the that's
2: it I'm done that's it
0: this show is definitely not safe to work (laughs) (laughs) we
3: on
2: some South Park point. we gonna make it this time baby i behind my back, baby. I got the feeling you got me. Yeah, I'm coming at you. Get ready.
3: I'm gonna stick my love in your eye, baby. Be with you.
0: Baby, let me shoot my love in your eyes so you can see me coming. That's
2: like the greatest lyric but say, ever. But say like he said though. I,
0: I can't, I can't, I can't even mess with Bootsy on that. but Let me shoot my love, <laughs> <me> fly,
2: baby. <laughs> so you can see me
0: coming. Wow! Coming. And then he says, me. coming, coming at you. <laughs> you know, so that. Wow! wow dude, wow, I would love, wow, wow, love, love, wow, wow. love. <laughs> Love to you never are. will I never will no. <laughs> But you never
3: will nah, you,
1: have car- have you, say- you have to be careful With that kind of thing You know because <laughs> yeah. if you If you do that And the person has allergies To your body <laughs> Their eyes can, can really get, swell it can up It could get quite okay, messy to, right, a fr- it get real messy a, f- a friend of mine told me that <laughs> Wow
2: in episode 14 of the music snobs podcast we want to thank our special guest snob erica badu today join us online the we're also on facebook at facebook.com the music snobs our twitter handle is total music snobs gosh what else do we have soundcloud we're on soundcloud uh, soundcloud.com the music snobs we're everywhere and we'll see you at episode 15 thanks for joining us